0: Hello, hello, Welcome back. This is the IGR podcast. It gets real. This is your host, Jay Danzi. Um, first, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for everything. Um, I have to send the praises up so the blessings come down. Um, I definitely want to give some shout outs. Vision design, okay? Um, we always, always want to get some momentum behind them, talk about what they're doing. Um, Dante, Amaral, you guys know, you guys have seen him talk on here a lot um taylor williams guhan uh guhan he actually has an episode coming out he's got some music coming out i want to um definitely push that you guys will see that coming uh lawrence law he just put out some new music that was phenomenal go check that out go follow him uh timmy turner i believe um if not you'll definitely be able to find him based off that um but i'm sitting here in a beautiful home in beautiful Danbury, Connecticut, uh, with a great guy, someone that I've known for quite a long time. Um, I've seen him grow. I've, I've connected on him with a lot of stuff. We used to, you know, text back and forth, always staying in touch. Um, is Braxton Barker. Uh, some of you may know him. Some of you uh, may not. He's responsible for a couple great parties. <laughs> a couple great parties. Um, him and his brother Lloyd, respectively. Um did some stuff, but I want to jump right into it, okay? Yeah. Um, so a little background about you grew up in Danbury, Connecticut. Uh, two parents, uh, you, you you come from a bit of money, a little bit different, uh, you know. Stop, you, stop, stop, stop. you know, you grew up a little different to be honest. Your dad's a black exec, something that's you know, two claps and kudos for that. Um, you grew up very different, and what I mean by that is you take the average or you take a lot of the statistics you hear about you know I me mean? not having two parents um being in the lower middle class all these type of different things but here you are or the anomaly for lack of a better term i mean from at least my point of view um how is that going up how was it going up with money with access with two parents how did that really shape your world view
1: in a okay. way? well first and foremost i want to say thank you jay for having me on your show mm-hmm. i love your show Um, I've been watching it for the last couple episodes that you've been putting out, and I think it's excellent. Shout out to Chase Joseph, which was on a couple other shows. That's my boy. Um, Keep doing what you're doing. But I want to say that to answer your question, I've grown up differently, and I've gotten different exposure from Mm. my parents and also the people that have been around me that are influenced by me as vice versa. And I want to say that... I'm no different from any other man or any other person for that matter. The only difference is of what I've been exposed to. You know? mm-hmm. Okay. money doesn't change you. It could change you, but don't ever get lost in the sauce. That that's something that's, <laughs> don't get lost that's something in that's the always been <laughs> something that I hold truly to myself. Um, yeah, but to answer your question, yeah, I I, I definitely grown up in a different setting for most people and a lot of people think that makes a person different, but it, it depends on the personality of the person as a whole. You know, if mm-hmm. you're gonna let shit change you, then you're gonna change. But if you wanna become a humble, self serving person, somebody that wants to be humanitarian for the whole world, it impact a lot more lives, such okay, as right. Bill Gates and Elon Musk, which These aspirational is aspirational figures. Absolutely, yeah. and more so the mindset that I'm going for, then, you know, you're you're not somebody that is you know, this rich person. You're more of somebody that wants to change the world. You know.
0: Yeah. So, so going off that, when I talk about like this, this evolution, right? Of knowing you and meeting you in high school, and it was more so, you really didn't get known, quote unquote, until like the end of high school, literally, um, with those parties, with you no know, people knowing you more. Uh, yeah. I just want to tell a quick story. Um, if you, if you, you probably won't mind, but we walked into the school store. Oh, boy. You know what I'm talking about? We, we, we walked into the school store, and uh, a senior was actually behind it. I was a sophomore at the time. And she's like, oh, who are you? Like She didn't know you. but it she And she said something kind of insulting. Like, she thought you were like in a different grade or something like that. Oh, really? But you've been in school with this girl. I always remember this. You've been in school with this girl for four years. Mm. But and then you flip that a couple months, and everyone's talking about you know this party or this and that. So it's like, can you sort of tell me that evolution of, who's that eighth grade freshman Braxton, uh, who's that Braxton senior year, and then we're going to get into that, who's that Braxton now? Yeah,
1: well, firstly, I, I grew up a lot. I'd say glue, not He's, a, grew he's, he's an. Yeah, no, the boy really got, got a beard. Yeah, I'm got saying he got, got swole. A little bit of more yeah. muscle, but um, more internally, I, I figured out what I needed to do as a person to... Make sure that I'm in the place I want to be And and that was not more so fitting in, but standing out. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people when they're in high school, they want to be the person that is accepted. Right? And want to be like, okay, I want to be like them because they're cool. Fuck the cool kids club. Like, that shit is whack. It's all about standing out nowadays. What makes you different? You know, you go into Mm -hmm. an interview at a job. and They're saying, what makes you different from all the other people that I'm I'm lined up interviewing? Yeah. So I, I looked more focused on those aspects and then I executed and yeah, during high school if it was throwing a party to make you different, that's
0: what I did. But this is this is stuff you do, like in I, I, I I'm not to cut you off, but I always highlight this stuff when I'm talking to other people or like people I met in school mm-hmm. where it's like you have the power, anyone, when I mean you, to change perception, right? Reality is the perception that we have of it. So you are able in a very cool way, I'd say, to change how people think of you in the instance of one night, two nights. Absolutely. Right? So the power of that, how does that translate into going into a new space? Right? Now you're at you're, you're in college, right? Don't really know Braxton. Throws a party. Now he's known. Oh my God. Now he goes into a new space where no one knows what you are. No one knows what you become. No one knows the evolution. Who are you in college?
1: Yeah, so firstly, to give you some background, um, I went to school, high school. I started off at Dairy High School, which was a school of like 3,400 students. It's huge. Right? My, give di- my graduating class was 700 people, which yep. is absurd to the people that I went to college with. Um, I went to school in Maine, the University of Maine, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you what: going from Connecticut, which has a larger percentage of all ethnicities, it's a very diverse, very, very diverse, diverse. than going to Maine, which is ninety-eight point two. I think it's growing, yeah. or maybe going down. Hopefully. I think there's the least amount of color, pe- people of color, in that state. Yeah, percentage of Caucasians wow. is, is incredibly different. Like you're in a different atmosphere when you show up. You know, you stand out. And going into <laughs> yeah high school, yeah no I know but going into high school and you know throwing out a party and getting known that always fed my urge to stand out like I want to be different so in high school sure I was known I went to a whole different state and I went to a different school it was a new challenge and that was to become me again but
0: now. I could repurpose myself, not as a new a, you. Not as a fuck boy, right? Not as an ego driven guy who wants some sort of clout or whatever. Cloud chaser, right? No, honestly, yeah. I think that's a really real right. thing. I'm glad you said that. Because yeah. it's like, all right, you go through high school, don't have anything. That ego which is inside all of us is yeah. like, oh, I gotta do something to stand yeah. out. You I know mean, I gotta do something to leave my impact on my class, my people, my friends, whatever. Yeah. Very real thing that happens. Now you go to Maine. Is your evolution now less egocentric and more, you know, out to the world, or what's your focus on rebuilding yourself, rebranding yourself in Maine?
1: Yeah. So my my father wanted me to go to a HBCU school. Did just, he really? Just because, I never knew that. Just because I uh, I'm an African American, and he wanted me to be accepted more and be able to engage with brothers and become a brother eventually. That. That fatherly dream of every African African American dad, right? That is that is what was not my vision. It was is more so of his vision. So me being my own individual, I, I I went to Maine, they gave me the most money as far as my scholarship Makes goes. Sense. No. You Go know, with the money. Take advantage is. of the money. Don't be stupid. And yeah. get some decent exposure. You know? How how do people that are not like me think? Oh. how do I engage with them? And I'll tell you what, brother, they may be all white, but they love the brothers, you know? Okay. I, I, I found myself more in tune with them mm. because I was able to act and be my own, you know? I was able to be Braxton in the room, more so of me going into Danbury and being...
0: So that environment was more accepting to who you naturally were? Mm, absolutely. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold that point. When you speak of the word brother... Mm-hmm. Alright. I always talk about this with my friends. For me, it's like, what if you replace the word brother with what you really mean?
1: How black work? guy, okay.
0: How do you feel about the word brother? I
1: think brother is more accepting. Like nobody wants to be called a black guy. Like that's just. Hey. But it's like,
0: why I make the distinction, right? It's like my freshman year in high in college. Um, I made a point of when you read something, people denote person of color or black woman or black person but when you read the person was walking down the street for example what do you think of the person was walking down the street he's a person well the i'm sorry i take that back the language was a bit different yeah but saying when you just read like people on something it's more so like this this i'm gonna say white but Oh, you're asking me, what what do I perceive as
1: the ethnicity of the person? As just
0: the baseline, right? It's usually a white person. So I said that to say, when we have to denote or say, like, brother, like, I don't know, like, like, like the word brother, kind of, I don't know if it bothers me or if it's like, just replace what you really mean. Do you find no difference in it? Like, like, I'm like, some people are like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's cool. Bang. Like, you know what I am. Cool. But for me, it's more of like, why got to be that? Why can't yeah. I just be Jack? It's not a
1: terminology I use every day. I don't know. I mean, why not?
0: If you're bro, I'll call you bro. It doesn't
1: matter what you are. You know? I hate that the fact that we put too much emphasis on who we actually are as far as race. It shouldn't be about that. If this you're is, a person, you're a person. This but is what I'm asking. Me claiming you as a brother is...
0: This, so saying, speak, this okay? is what I'm saying. So a, to speak. It's, it's, it's a real question because yeah. I was in this party... Um, down in Brooklyn. I forgot what part. Um, might have been by Williamsburg, wherever, but walking down the street, it's like 2 a.m., um, coming from a party, look down the street during the pandemic, there's a group of people, like probably like one hundred people dancing, 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 whatever. I'm like, oh, cool, I'm going to go check that out. I get down there, meet some people, talking to this dude about sports, whatever. Um, there's a group of us, and he was like, yo, what's up, my brother? Whatever. Cool. Drunk yeah. dude really cool whatever I'm like alright what's up like, I don't take offense like my brother whatever you know cool I'm whatever but then he kept saying it and he kept saying it and he kept saying it and I'm like mm, okay and then I was like okay let me marry him let me say what he's saying to me what's up brother <laughs> mid conversation yeah right let me get this off mid conversation yeah cause brother I didn't see that either Asian guy <laughs> it messed his brain up yeah Wait, what you mean? I, I ain't a brother. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean you're not a, what do you mean you're not a brother? I thought because I use brother. Yeah. Call everybody brother. But the brother had a little flavor to it. Oh, replace what you mean with what you're saying. You ain't a black guy. You don't wanna be a black guy. This is why I ask, how do you feel about that word? Because yeah, I don't think it should be, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I don't know. But Very nuanced. It's, it's, but... it's
1: something that I don't really focus on because mm-hmm. it's it's not something that you should have to say in your terms. Like if you're able to portray people as anything but what they might be portrayed as, then you should have no problem. But if
0: those are the type of people that you're around, as far know. as them saying, "Brother, that's not the type of person I would have around." No, you know? I don't know. But it just that was literally a side note, but I just wanted to make that point yeah. of this is something that I've literally I picked up on only in the last like six years. I'm like yo, like this word, like you, I've seen people who use it with everyone, right? Like my friend's right. dad, uh, white guy, he uses it with everyone, with Bro- brother, not brother, brother, with literally with everyone. Cool. So my thing is just like, what's the perspective of people using that? But word? you can't you can't suggest that they're all using it the way the Asian guy did. You know, I don't know that they are. That's what I'm saying. You can't just say that. Hey, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I don't. Right. I don't know. Right. This is why I'm asking your perspective. Right. Cause just, it's
1: just the same way with the with the M word. Not to say the word, but like I'm saying. You know that every person's not saying it the way that we, we don't know how that, they are, right? and
0: that's where this sort of okay. treading water comes. Where it's like, but oh, the, no. this is
1: my biggest issue with people that go to HBCU schools because they have this subject that it's it's they against us and it's not like that you know as as soon as you figure out and this was my transformation to maine as you as soon as you figure out in this uncomfortable environment that we are people together we're we're all human beings and mm. we can all interact with each other in different ways because we have different backgrounds different cultures that is the best we could be as a whole and, and this, co- this this country needs it
0: yeah I is, mean, they just stormed the Capitol building today. Right, so I think we definitely need it. We definitely need it, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I think it, it's just super interesting because being in those spaces perfectly myself. So, did you feel any sort of like tokenism in those, mm. in those spaces, specifically at Maine?
1: Tokenism as in a black superpower.
0: But you could, yeah. I like to. I mean, it's analogous. It's, I like to say it that way. Um, but when I, and what I mean by that is, you're the black guy in the room. Everything you do is great. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Every joke you tell is probably really funny. Until I shoot a basketball because I can't play ball. I'm you so, know what I mean? But think yeah. about that, right? Yeah. Is they? You know, like you said, like they didn't have anyone around them mm-hmm. like that. So it's now that you come in, and even though in Danbury you're not the quote unquote blackest. In Maine, you're—I mean—fucking elevated because you're the black, right? And it's the black that they see.
1: So I, uh, at almost every party, I'll, I'll ask the individual that I meet and have a decent conversation with. So how many uh, black people have you encountered? That's a question. That's that's just that's just me. That must asking, be a normal question for Maine. <laughs> I'm taking yeah. a, a statistic. I want to know. You know, am, um, am I different because you you know that I'm different? Or am I different because, you know, this is something new? Am mm. I something new that you're trying to expect? And I have no problem with that because I'm, I'm a person that is willing to dive down and, and give you what you want. But uh, most individuals answered that they, they see one to two black people in their life. And that's just... In their life. That's scary because now they're looking at you as a different being. Like you're an alien. There's something wow. that is just fascinating. They hear rap music. They love the culture. They're they're embracing it in their ways through technology. But when it comes to overall sense of this person is real,
0: you don't under. They don't even understand a yeah. black person's sensibilities. Yeah. Let alone the struggle. Let alone mm. the you mean any pain or history or anything like that. Mm. That's wild.
1: Yeah. And you know, taken in the sense that they haven't seen a black individual that has substantial amount of money, right? Come to a, a house of wealth, that's rapper level. That's like Kanye West level. And they, they think that image, right? And they put you on that pedestal when Oh, that's a good way to look at it. When you really, oh, shit. you really just wanna be They're you, the anomaly. You really just wanna be an average individual. Oh, that's okay. that's well, at least for me. That, that's that's how it that's was for you. That's how I wanted to be. And you know, I always surrounded myself with a crowd that looked at me that way but just no and I'm glad yeah I'm I'm glad that I found people that saw me that way as an average individual because that's how you should treat everyone you shouldn't have any pedestal whether you are a janitor or whether you are the president of the company that's how I was raised and that's how it should be you know but that's just my perspective you
0: know well I think I think that's interesting because when people talk about um quote-unquote, being white or whatever, right? Mm. Or acting white. What I found is that what they're really alluding to is that they think of sophistication, whether it's speech, whether it's uh, wearing a suit, you know, how you walk, how you talk. Mm. This sort of like, what what would have been called a black bourgeoisie back in the 20s and the 40s, right? Bourgeoisie. Right? (laughs) Something, you know, they respected their education, they respected what they looked like, how they talked, how they spoke, right? right? Dignity. That sort of looked at as trying to be white, mm. not using Ebonics. Talk. So, did you, do you sort of have any thoughts on that of like, hey, listen, like, you don't talk slang. You know what I mean? You, you, you were exposed to different things. You were raised a different way. Like, so, what does it mean when people say like you trying to be white or something like that? Like, so, uh,
1: not to give you a history lesson, but my father was oh, yeah. raised in South America in a country called Guyana. Mm-hmm. And um, This country, it's very third world country, but it's not a third world country. It was a British colony. Right, this right, was British right. Guyana, mm-hmm. and um, he was taught how to be proper because his his father, my grandfather, was a police commissioner of the country, and that's a big deal mm-hmm. um, for it to be a police commissioner of a whole country. That's he met funny. the Queen of England, so your grandfather. My grandfather met the Queen of England. So for him to come out and be uh, a figure in the household, he taught his kids, my father, how to be proper. And he dealt with them in a way that has been passed down for generations. And now I have the ability to mimic my father and what my grandfather has instilled. And this mm-hmm. is coming from a different country. So when they when they see me in America, right, and I'm 23 years old, and I talk in a way that is different from most of my kind, they say, "Wow, this person is white." Mm. When, actuality, I'm I'm a human being that had different exposure, different standards instilled in them, that they would never understand. So, it it's good to be different. It's good to understand that them not understand. understanding is the understanding, rather yeah. than, than being the enemy. In most situations and thinking that everybody is they yeah because you are you
0: yeah I want to get because I want to get I want to kind of go back to that since you know this is the bulk of our conversation of this whole they versus them in HBCUs and why you didn't choose it mm-hmm. diving a little deeper do you think that like for example like I love chase um and we had a great interview um, and he bought something up, and he was like a PWI. This term, PWI. What, what
1: is a PWI, by the way?
0: I didn't know. Yeah. And he said a predominantly white institution. Okay. <laughs> that's exactly what I went to.
1: <laughs>
0: and I was like, yeah. again, that's what I'm saying. I bring it up because you went to one. Mm-hmm. I'm just understanding and learning this language. Like, like, what do you mean? But then look at his education experience, what I assume to be his education experience, based on what he's told me, is it was complete opposite. HBCU, you're around black people, you're using terms like PWI, like, you know, what I mean stuff that you I didn't know that's how you characterized schools, but it, you know, it sort of lets you know mm. what the mentality may be. Mm. I didn't know there was a word for it. <laughs> that's I didn't know there was I didn't acronym, either. A let alone I didn't know. But um But that's what it is.
1: As far as me, I always kept it in my head that there are certain institutes that are majority of certain races, and I just saw no need in them. Like I know what the corporate world is, I know what the actual power is, and it's more of the Caucasian at this high level. Mm. Right? How can somebody achieve that high level? You need to learn from the high level right? That's how you become a boss. And I went to this university to learn how... From high level white people? Well, I wouldn't say high level, but from you know, the children of high white people. Uh, One of my friends, close friends, Dom Heritas, he worked in uh, Bush's, President Bush's compound. Okay. Right? Hmm. And he was sitting with Barbara, sat with George. Wow. And, you know, we shared stories. He learned a little bit about me. But it's it's all about this connection. The more connections you make, mm-hmm. when you guys go off in your separate paths, you'll be able to connect. You'll be able to be able to tangle in and make more out of just a topic conversation. Right? But um, that's a little bit about my background and my upbringings and how life transformed me. I'm trying to get into the next mode. I'm trying to trigger myself into another center that i what can is, excel at and that is that that yeah. is impacting the whole
0: world okay
1: i want to change it
0: so we're talking about the impact we got about like five minutes left right um for this part and i really want to get into it um impacting the world what do you really see shortly what do you see like your impact being on the world, on the world in a couple sentences mm.
1: Giving exposure to the finer things is how I would put it, briefly. But now we can break it into subgenres. The first thing I want to cover is wine. There is a world of wine that not even people of the highest know. They just know that an expensive bottle will give them a great night, and that is just not to tell. It's a it's a part of class that I was taught as a child. Mm. I was always uh, mentored by you know some sommeliers which are wine experts mm-hmm. on what a bottle of wine is, the different uh, aspects of what makes a good bottle of wine, and to tell the difference of what world it was. Because it's new world, and it's old world, we'll get more into it, we have five minutes, but if you pay attention to my content and my channel, you can learn more about it. Um, but I wanna put the world onto the finer things so they have exposure, because with exposure, you'll be able to transform, Right. right? With, without Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Will going up in Philadelphia, he, he got opportunity. He got opportunity. He got exposure from Uncle Phil. And without that, mm-hmm. you can never grow. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's that's something I want to give to the world. That,
0: that, that's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and would it be, before we really end it, we wrap this part up, would it be from, I'm not going to say like a flexing perspective because I feel like a lot of people try to do that but yeah. it comes off more as like all right this is just what you do this is your lifestyle it becomes a lifestyle thing is the word they use for it yeah. so you what you're saying is it's more from like an educational perspective Absolutely. this is what wine is this yes. is what you know maybe may finances so just for an example whatever
1: and Jay the end goal is to turn this into a non-profit so I can give back to the people that don't have access to these things that is my end goal not to get a mm. rich off of it because money is not what I want to get in the world. It's, it's reward, which is helping other people become more.
0: Each you one know? teach one. Showing people the exactly. things that you were exposed to. Exactly. And educating them about it. And if I could only change one, i have done my job. But I would love to change it. Straight
1: up. Awesome. Exactly. awesome. I'm cool. it's a pleasure, eh?